Hello, my name is Gustav Hoyer, and I am a composer. Welcome to the Anachronism Podcast. Hello, and welcome back. We're beginning a three-part series on active listening. Active listening is a term that describes when you listen to music or listen to anything with the full intention of hearing it completely. Uh, In other words, instead of having it be something that's occurring in the background or in parallel to something that's more your area of focus, it becomes your area of focus. Some researchers talk about active listening in the context of our conversations. You've had those experiences where you're in a conversation where the other party appears just to be waiting for an opportunity to enter into some silence to say their next thing. You're not sure they're really listening to you. Well, the same thing can apply musically. And what we're going to explore today, the first part of our three-part series on active listening, is how do you turn your attention to the music? What are some ways you can listen and penetrate in what may seem complex or, or difficult at first and find ways to engage your ear and your imagination? As we've said in our introduction, listening is as creatively important as the writing or the performing of the music and that requires us as listeners to fully engage so the first thing to ask is what does it mean to listen to music actively listening to music really starts with as with any aesthetic experience with cleansing the palate as it were of emptying our sensory organs of what is filling them usually and having that background be as silent as it can get so that when the music begins, it has our full attention. We need to do what we can to empty our mind of the flurry of distractions and worries. If we're going to really listen to a piece of music, it's important to try and turn that off, like the state of mindfulness that meditation can elicit. Empty the mind. Listen to the silence. Now your ears, and more importantly, your brain are primed to really engage music, to really listen. But before we listen, one more thought. Let's spend a few minutes to think about what it takes to engage the players who are in this recording. So the European instrumental tradition is built on live, real-time performance of skilled players. No reproduction of recordings, no mechanical advantages or assistance. Simply a human being taking an instrument, creating those sounds. Now, we live in the time where there's recordings, just like this podcast. But before now, before 1900, that wasn't an option. If you wanted to hear a piece of music, you needed to know someone who could create it. Well, when we listen to this kind of music we need to refocus on the really deep human connection that's occurring. These players, the individual players that you hear, have each studied for at least a decade, in most cases much more than that, learning how to manipulate their hands, their lips, their breathing, their arms, even their whole body, to master the production of sound, beautiful sounds, with these instruments. And what are these instruments? They are collections of bone and string and pine sap and wood, organic, naturally occurring things. They are really a conduit for the body of the player 
to express themselves with a particular kind of sound, a, a certain kind of vibration and profile. These sounds differ because of how the physics of sound work with overtone profiles, so they're like spices that each have their own flavor. And other humans have mastered how to produce these sounds with these instruments, these machines, really. And when you listen, focus on the individual sounds and be reminded that they're not just wavelengths bouncing around in the room. There's a human being who sat somewhere, a recording studio, maybe a concert hall, took their instrument and brought forth from it these beautiful vibrations in the hopes that they would be, in some way, communicating soul to soul, emotion to emotion, heart to heart with other humans. Now, we carry those sound waves through mechanical means and we're able to record what those sound waves were at that moment they were recorded. And, and we have a digital or a, even an analog record of how things were vibrating in the room. And then we reproduce that on speakers later. So it's as if there's this delay where the waves happen in real time in the real world, somewhere you are walking around doing your daily life when those sound waves existed in a room somewhere. The record of those waves was kept and it's laid dormant until the time you bring that recording you play it back and you start to listen to those waves and those waves bounce around in a new room your room with a new listener you and you even your body is interacting with those sound waves so this long delayed conversation between another human being and you is happening and in the case of a piece that has an ensemble or multiple players, multiple people are doing this. So as you listen to the sounds of each instrument, imagine in your mind what these people might look like. Picture what it looks to produce these sounds. Connect yourself with the humanity of that. In your imagination, enter the room where these sound waves were first produced. And you'll find that it's suddenly much more interesting much deeper because you're not just hearing sound waves coming out of a box on the wall or from little boxes in your ears, little round cones. You're actually connecting to the human beings who made it. And this is a really critical first step of active listening in European instrumental music because that human, that live production of the sound is so central to why the music is created and constructed the way it is and why it's so appealing to those of us who love it. So now we're gonna take a moment. I'm going to give you some silence. And I'm gonna play one of my shorter works. It's for an ensemble of winds. And a wind ensemble, in this case it's a quintet. It's a flute, an oboe, a clarinet, a bassoon, and a French horn. We're just gonna to listen to the first minute or so of this piece. And I want you to pay attention to the interplay of these instruments and particularly connect in your mind with the human beings who are performing on them and the conversation they're having and how everything is lining up and the feeling of the space that they all occupy together. These weren't layered one after the other. They were all done as you hear it. So this is the opening few measures of my piece for Woodwind Quintet, Inspiration.
Hopefully that whet your appetite for what came next. As a part of this series, we'll come back to this piece as we talk about the different elements of music and different ways to actively listen. We'll go back into this music and listen for some different elements in play. And by the time we're done with this series, I'll give you a chance to hear the whole thing, start to finish. And perhaps you'll have some new tools, some new ways to engage the piece. With that, I want to thank you for joining me for this part one of a three-part series on active listening. If you'd like to connect digitally, you can visit my website at gustavhoyer.com or find me on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining.